Drive Time Lincoln, sponsored by Barry Law Firm. For over 50 years, Barry Law Firm has been fighting for veterans' rights. Visit BarryLawFirm.com to learn more. He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL Team and U.S. Special Operations. He's served around the globe. And now, at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol, Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Here we go. Wednesday. It is whatever Wednesday. It's a short show due to Husker basketball versus uh, Kennesaw State. So start calling in. Whatever's on your mind, uh, we'll talk about it. Um, Like I said, I mean, we're honestly going to maybe have 24 minutes, folks. Uh, But it is Wednesday, December 22nd. It is a holiday week. Um, If I didn't say for Thankful Tuesday, (laughs) because we had the uh, county engineer on. Yeah, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff i'm i'm thankful to be honest to be living here in the midwest which is my home uh, i get fired up about a lot of issues but i truly truly enjoy the people in the midwest i enjoy nebraskans there's a uniqueness about nebraskans and how we work and how we work together how we think through problems and uh, you know i spent a lot of years on the road so to speak so I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be a part of this community and raise my family here. So, um, there's my thankful Tuesday on a whatever Wednesday. Hey, let's go to Dan on line one. Again, the call lines are open, 402-479-1400, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. It is whatever Wednesday. Dan, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Commander. How are you? Hanging in there. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. Hey, Commander, I was just wondering when they said... uh, Follow the science for masking. Uh, I didn't know that they meant the political science. (laughs) That health director, it seems like she's really twisting and turning herself into knots to keep that mask mandate going for three months. And then while the numbers were going up, she had to twist and turn again to get out of the mandate. And so I'm wondering, like, with all of her moves, she should probably coach high school wrestling for Nebraska uh, schools. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Don't you think so? I mean, she twists and turns. Uh, yes, I'll make sure I comment on that. Uh, point one, well taken. Um, you got anything else? <laughs> well, I just was, oh, well, yeah, I, I kind of feel sorry for Steve Joel because uh, she pulled the rug out from under him. And, and now he has to justify masks on five-year-olds when the kids are the least vulnerable to COVID. We know that much. And then I saw in the news today that the, that uh, that Arizona study that the, that was used by the CDC to push the masks on kids today it's been widely recognized that that's junk science. That's what the headlines are saying. That that Arizona study that everybody's using to say kids need to wear masks is junk science. And I'm wondering if LPS is suffering from junk doctors. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, good call, good thoughts, good. Um... Yeah, good thoughts. Good opinion. Thank you, sir. Don't mind it. Um, you have a happy holidays if I don't talk to you before then. And, um, yeah, let me unpackage some of these things. Appreciate it, Dan. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, Dan. Uh, another one of the uh, longtime listeners, longtime callers, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, uh, always has an opinion, a strong opinion, and a lot of times also backed by, you know, good information. Um. On the first note, and I may need Johnny 
to help me unpack them. But I thought it was good, and it sounded like he had a lot more to give. On the first note, with regard to the health director and the mass mandate, one, I've said before, I think people are always trying, right? So I don't, I'm not going to go down the road of nefarious activities, even though I don't agree with the policy, so to speak. They're trying to do the best of what they think is best. Um, and clearly for, you know, four months it was masking. Now, where I started to see things I thought were questionable was the justifications for that. And obviously we're talking numbers and cases. And so on this show, uh, we had other analysts, uh, break down those numbers as they came from the health departments. And we tried to just show, Hey, I don't think it's effective as effective as we're being told B, you know, as it went on, I don't think the numbers justify having it. Uh, what Dan's referring to is obviously if you're going to have a mass mandate and you're going to have a briefing every Tuesday, you know, you're going to continue to need to justify it to the people. And here's why. And, and you're going to have reporters and other people ask questions, you know, of it. And certainly there was movement in the justification based on what we, the people, were seeing and what reporters were seeing from other areas. And there definitely became a lot of what I call wordsmithing or adjusting to keep that mandate going, even though. The science or the numbers, if you will, weren't really giving us a lot of confidence that it was working. Um, Now, yes, I I think any sane human being um, who's looked at it, even just the wave top levels, could say, based on the way the masking was being justified, it's interesting that it would be pulled right now. Um, And the, the main reason being vaccination status okay folks i'm just glad it's not here right now um and i and i think a vast majority of us are um i think that folks in charge have to always try to create justifications and i don't want to use the narrative the word narrative because when we say narrative we, we believe it's false no just trying to justify why you make decisions and simply I would be satisfied with, hey, you know, I'm the Lincoln Lancaster Health Department person, you know, Pat Lopez. We tried something. It didn't have the effect we wanted. We're not going to do it anymore. Fine. I understand that. Um, But right now, hey, we're not having it because of our vaccination status. That's great. I would say it's the same thing that I took issue with, and I'm going to say it again. Um, Yes, Vaccines. We know that that is one of the more effective ways for the vast majority of people um, to have some protection. We know that it's not an end-all, be-all. There are breakthrough cases, right? I believe that getting vax is a choice. I believe there's no room for mandates there. Masking, I don't think there's a lot of data or anything to tell me that masking is really doing a heck of a lot. Okay, but again... It's a choice. If there's a mandate there, I don't agree with it. I don't think we've done as good a job as we could on preventatives or, you know, not that you can just prevent it, but other supplements and things that will help your body be prepared, 
right? And I certainly don't think we've educated as we're just starting to. Have we educated that infusions are out there of monoclonal antibodies? Yes. But have we done it as much as masking or vaccine? No. Well, it's a treatment. It's not the end-all, be-all. There are now, appears, new treatments coming online. So I think it's good that we leaders and even people like me are giving the full picture of what's out there because that helps reduce the fear. Okay. So once again, I'll let you know if you don't, right? You know, per the governor, his health experts, you know, ask your doctor about that infusion and those antibodies. You know, if your doctor says they don't believe in them, you might want to talk to another doctor because that might give you a level of comfort that if you get COVID, you can get treated. If not, you can always call the DHS COVID information line at 531-249-1873 and or go to infusioncenter.org, right, to try to coordinate therapy, right? Because this is a treatment that has proven 70 to 76% effective in keeping you out of the hospital. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm relaying information, right? We're all trying our best. I get it. But in the end of the day, you know, you've got to get educated on your health and you've got to work with your medical people to try to make the best decisions possible. I don't know about LPS to Dan's second point. Um, I did hear as we came on air, LPS is, um, I think, 6 through 12, 5 through 12 is going to have one policy and it looks like they've relaxed their policy to follow the health mandate here in the city. Um, And I think that's... Great. Now, it seems like with the younger kids, they've decided to stay with it. Um, It's too early. We've got to go through Christmas break and see where we're at. Um, My initial gut reaction to that is, I think that's the right call. On the older kids, I would be a big fan of the whole mass day going away for all kids and all teachers in schools. Um, But my gut reaction to the younger kids is, well... The younger kids probably aren't going to speak back as much. They're probably more apt to just follow it. Um, And so it makes it a little easier to enforce. Nonetheless, is it really doing anything for them? I don't know. I don't believe it's keeping them more safe. And I've said this before. I would like to see LPS and the school board and the doctors that are part of that Talk to me about the studies and the impacts on the socialization of kids, their learning, right? Their mental health, their ability to socialize and process. We're not getting information from anybody of any significance on what are the second, third, fourth order effects, good or bad, on having young people masked up for the vast majority of their educational day. Second, I would be very interested on how that is affecting the educators themselves, okay? Because it is not normal, folks, to run around in a mask every day. Um, And I think with that, we'd find it out. Um, So let's just let LPS continue to work the problem. Um, And it's an interesting deal. I mean, if Lincoln keeps theirs off, everybody else is going to have to, you know, adapt. LPS has made their first step. Uh, Let's go to Richard on line one. Commander, great show last night with Pam Dingman. A lot of good information, and uh, that's something that citizens need to know. 
Thank you. My, my whatever Wednesday is uh, in today's paper, a Lincoln police sergeant uh, was uh, terminated, Angela Sands. Uh, apparently, she's been with the department for 10 years. Um, she served, uh, got a LPD Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. She was named 2016 Nebraska Officer of the Year. Okay. And this isn't the first uh, instance where females have come forward and said there's a systematic uh, right. pattern of discrimination and harassment. And knowing that you want to get our numbers up, it seems to me that this is going to be a setback because if I was a female considering working for LPD, I'm not sure I'd want to go and work in that department with that kind of a climate. Okay. Uh, good call, Richard. Let me comment on that one. Um, well, n- number one, <laughs> I certainly don't support uh, discrimination uh, of any form, nor even sexual discrimination. And I would agree with Richard. If there is a toxic climate, if there is a climate that encourages that, it can make it difficult to uh, grow your force and, and maintain and retain people or even hire them. Um I certainly, the story just broke. I'd need to get more into it. Um, I'm still talking with uh, Chief Ewens about coming on the show, and I think it'd be great for her to address. But I'll also look into it more, Richard, because I think your point's valid about you know trying to get the right size culture for LPD. And that's not me judging one way or another, because I'm not familiar with the cases. But I think everybody in small units, anywhere, law enforcement, you know, doesn't want to have a toxic culture. But oftentimes, I know with sexual type stuff, uh, it's very uh, like the 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 details are in the nitty gritty, and we may never find out the nitty gritty. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I do trust Chief Ewens is on it, and she's aware, and she, you know, and they're going to do what's right. So I'll, I'll try to dig into this a little more. Uh, appreciate the call, uh, real quick. Hey, you know, things do happen. Talking about you know toxic work culture, uh, maybe you have that where you're at, and you need to give my friends at Barry Law Firm a call. They've been practicing since 1965. 402-704-3199. Absolutely rocking it in personal injury, criminal defense, military law, and really anything's law. They can help you win your case. They're going to assign a team of attorneys to help you win and fight back. If you want to have the best on your side, you need to give Barry Law a call at 402-704-3199 or make an appointment at jsberrylaw.com. Let's go to uh, line three. Line three, how you doing? Hello, is this uh, Commander? This is. How you doing? Okay, I'm doing good. Hey, uh, a regular listener. I appreciate your show. Keep up the good work. Uh, you're, you're a voice for many of us. I uh, just want to get back to the vaccine issue. The question isn't whether you're vaccinated or not. The question is, are you immune? You can get immunity through having the disease or having the vaccine. Uh, I think actually natural immunity is more efficacious against the pathogen uh, there are many, many studies that have been done. I think we're up to 14 that have shown that the, um, the natural immunity is actually better than getting the vaccine. Not that I want everybody to go out and get the, get the disease, obviously. But when they're talking about, you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated, you really should be talking about immunity. Who's immune, who's not. And then let's talk about herd immunity and where we are as a nation regarding the fight against this pathogen. 
Yeah, good call and in a good way of breaking it down, you know, from a different optic and in a way of looking at the problem. Appreciate it, Chris. Um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, you, you can get some immunity by being vaxxed, um, and we don't exactly know how long the immunity or defense system uh, lasts. You can get immunity by having COVID, and again, we don't know exactly how long that immunity lasts, uh, but it is true Um you know, what you're looking for is being protected or having uh, an immune system that can fight back. And there's, you know, two very basic ways that you can get that. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that, um, well, I'm not going to make a comment other than that. That's what it is, folks. Um, hey, uh, let's see, uh, Brian... I don't have time, but I will get to you at the after the break. Appreciate it. Just stay on. 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back on air. We've got just a quick amount of time. Let's go to Brian, who's been waiting on line one. Happy holidays, Commander. Well, last time it was firearms, and I recommended people look up Lot of Lies. That's L-O-T-T, Lot of Lies, for John Lott, and how he's not such a reliable expert on firearms with his more guns, less crime. And now what do you got? It's on uh, vaccines, and Dr. Peter McCullough of America's Frontline Doctors heard you recommending him on Tuesday. And after your show, on a different station uh, with a syndicated host, I heard him saying that... uh, According to the CDC's own Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System website, 20,000 people had died from the vaccine. I saw an earlier article where he said it was 50,000, and another America's frontline doctor claimed it was 150,000. Of course, the VARS reporting system, if you look up D-A-E-R-S with the words fact check, you can find that they themselves say that anyone can report anything on there, and uh, hospitals are required to report, but those numbers are not credible for use. Okay, and, Brian, uh, Brian, let me stop you for a second. No, sure. Number one, he came and spoke here in Lincoln, and we had him on the show. It was a while back. What you're misrepresenting when I said I got information from American frontline doctors. Okay, one, that is a group of doctors. That is where I chose to get information. I encourage the audience to look broadly for their own information, as well as I've encouraged everybody, talk to your doctor. Okay, so to me, I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all. I'm just encouraging people to get educated. Well, I do have one article people could look up if I could name that. Real quick, I got about 10 seconds with you. All right, how America's frontline doctors sold access to bogus COVID-19 treatments and left patients in the lurch. And that's from time.com. Roger that. Brian, I always appreciate when you call on the show, so thank you and have a good Christmas. Thank you very much. All right.